Thanks for joining us on Small Business Sisters today. Today, we have Kaylee from... Well, she runs her own company, Kaylee Roar Artistry. She is a mural artist outside of Chicago. And she has such good things to say on our podcast. We talk all about how her business has pivoted over the years. Um, how she got to where she is today, what 2020 looked like for her family, and how that brought new organic artistry flow from her. I don't even know if that's a term, but it's a really beautiful podcast and I hope y'all really enjoy it. A quick reminder that tomorrow night, Thursday, September 16th, we will be having a free Marketing 101 workshop with Miranda, who we had on our podcast last week. She is offering a free workshop for our listeners. And so if you are available, you should come join us and learn some good marketing tips for your business. You can find the Zoom link via our Small Business Sisters Instagram. We hope to see you there. Jenny and I will be on. And lastly, I want to do our business shout out for our Instagram winner, Andrea. She runs Crazy Kind of Wildflower, a blog where she posts worksheets and fun activities for your littles. So if you are stuck inside, make sure to go to her blog and grab some worksheets for them to do. You can also find her on Instagram at Crazy Kind of Wildflower. And her blog is www.crazykindofwildflower.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. Good morning or good evening. Whenever you're watching this, we are actually recording this at night. So it feels weird saying good morning, but good morning. Um, We have our friend Kaylee on. And Kaylee, I pronounce your last name for me because sometimes I don't think I would say it right. Roar. Like a lion. Roar. There's extra R's in there. Oh, I thought it was Roar. Because yes. it rhymes with decor. So yep. I was like, Kaylee Roar. I know. We get every mispronounced option more <laughs> like a lion I can remember that. yep yep um so we have Kaylee on and Kaylee I want to say you started your business right around when Jenny and I started ours mm-hmm. um Kaylee and I did like a giveaway like early days yeah. like if we go look at it we're probably like ah yeah um <laughs> But she, I will let you go from here and just tell everybody like how your business started, what it looks like, and then what it looks like today. Sure. So I'm Kaylee. I started selling art in 2016, um, actually just before the new year. And I did a big Black Friday sale of wood signs that I was creating at the time. And it was kind of, I was a um, teacher at the time. I taught music. And I was like 18 months pregnant, it felt like, with my daughter, <laughs> my second daughter, which why not start a business when you're at that time of life? So we, so I decided as a teacher, I wanted to kind of raise some extra money for Christmas. And I just remember running numbers with Troy, my husband, and being like, I think I could make like $500 if I just sell these shirts or these um, 
be signed. And so that was kind of how it started. Um, and I had every intention of closing up when my daughter was born. She was born January 6th, that following January. Um, but business just really grew. And I was also at this point where I now had two kids on a teacher's salary and most of my money was just going right to daycare. So it felt kind of like a natural shift to try and I really wanted to be home more. So try and figure out a way to do that. Um, and so I decided to really try and pour into this sign venture and see kind of how far I could grow it. And I remember you at the time, I think you were like almost a, a year in Christina. I don't, maybe not. I feel like you were a bit further in. I, or if you, if you started in 2016, I was babe. I mean, three months. Okay. Well, I was because I remember. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember reaching out to you and being like, "What do I? You know, do you have advice?" And that's kind of how we teamed up with that giveaway. Um, but anyway, yeah, I did sign business. We, I would like cut and sand and stain and then letter on signage, and I sold it you at flea markets. You hand lettered, right? I hand lettered. You do yeah, calligraphy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that kind of then morphed into wedding signage. And I found a big niche in the wedding industry. And I had a lot of friends who were also working as wedding vendors um, in other creative outlets. So that kind of helped to get those clients. Um, And once I was... So I did just wedding signage and I did like a lot of mirror installations and that kind of stuff for about another year and a half. And then I had a woman or bride order a jacket. And I loved painting her jacket. And I decided I wanted to niche down even more. We just found out we were pregnant with our third. Um, And so I knew like mom life was going to get crazy. So I figured to be able to just offer one item and focus on that would be helpful. So I niched down to jackets. And then I did that for another probably two years. And then... We moved. I kept the jacket business going for a while. And I was just kind of feeling like my passion for it was dwindling. So I actually... I had a feeling that something would shift in my business, but I really didn't know what. So I decided to completely just shut down. And that was... I mean, probably for about six months. And then COVID hit and I was home all the time. Um, And that's when I started painting murals in my own house. And started getting really interested and inspired by murals and decided to pivot back and do offer that. And so that's what I've been doing for the past seven months and been really breaking into commercial industry spaces and doing murals for them. I love that because it's not like you pivoted and did something totally different. Like everything has been connected in some way. So I love that you were like really felt you weren't moving away from your passion or talent, you were just finding like, what does the market need right now? And what mm-hmm. brings me joy with that? And I, and I remember, cause, okay. So I think I came on your, like, I was your follower <laughs> when <laughs> you did workshop, like calligraphy yes. workshops. Yep. And you did, I remember yep. I loved your aesthetic. Cause you did like mimosas or mimosas and lettering like that is the coolest thing ever and then so I got on your email list and you started the jackets and that was like 
a big, I feel like you're downplaying it. Cause if I remember you would like release six spots and they'd be taken in like It really took off. Yeah. Yeah. It really would take off. And which was so awesome. And it was, it was something that I did just kind of follow. I mean, I felt like, I feel looking back, it's easy to see the thread of creativity that goes through all the different pivots. I think there are definitely moments in the middle of the pivot where it's kind of like, what is happening? (laughs) But it does, when you look back, you can kind of see how it all led to the next thing. Um, And Jackets was so fun. And I did wedding shows for that. I did, um, it was, it was just a fun industry and it was fun to be like a really niche, niche item so that I could just focus on one thing. And I felt like was really able to improve on that craft. So that was really fun. Have you, um, because if y'all go to Kaylee's Instagram, which we'll give you at the end, I mean, we're makers. Okay. But Kaylee is an artist. Like (laughs) she, like create, I feel like artists are on a very different level creatively than like a seamstress or, you know, like, I just feel like you, it's, it's so crazy to see art, um, Mm. come to life. And so have you always been artsy? Like, did this, did you discover this later in life or what did that look like? Totally later in life, which is so funny. I mean, I, I studied music in in school and that's what I went to teach. So I taught elementary music for four years. So I've always had like a creative bug. I don't think I really owned, owned it as much as I could have. And I think as even when I started the sign business, it felt like, well, this is just lettering. And then I would start to add flowers to it. And I was like, well, this is just a little part. And then as the jackets went on, someone else called me an artist. And I remember being like, oh yeah, I guess that is what I am. And just kind of, I think for the, over the past, honestly, two years has been stepping more boldly into that identity of like, yeah, that I am an artist and I am a creative and that, um, but it totally took me by surprise. Um, I've always been inspired by different creative outlets, but I haven't taken an art class. I don't even know if I took one in high school. And so it is just totally, wow. yeah, it was totally just feels like something that kind of spilled has spilled out and it's been a great outlet. I kind of, when you're painting, I mean, maybe it's the same with your work as well. Like you can just kind of get into your own zone and it's a nice quiet space often in which we don't get a lot. Um, and so, yeah, it has really, it's been a good outlet for me in a lot of ways. Um, as someone who draws stick figures, a 33 year old, you are an artist. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. That is so awesome. And hearing just how the pieces were connected and I love when you say you were at a teacher's salary with two kids in daycare, because I'm sure a lot of people listening are in that same exact spot, which teachers are very like undervalued. And I don't want to say they're not doing what they should because they are naturally gifted at being with little human beings. But it is so crazy that 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 is when a lot of people start their, you know, quote unquote side business or or whatever is just trying to, um, either be able to stay home or pay for that daycare if you have a job that's barely covering that. Yeah. Yeah. I think when those, um, when we ran those numbers, it was like, oh my goodness, what am I, you know, I did. I like, I love teaching. I don't think that it was ever 
what I fully graduated expecting it to be. It was a lot harder than I than I really knew it would be. And um, another part of this whole story was when I when we graduated from college in 2012 was my first year teaching. I taught in Chicago, and it was the year that CPS all the teachers went on strike. So I'm like graduating with this like really excited. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this excited energy and all the teachers are rightfully so, you know, upset about some things that they needed to be fighting for. So it was this clash of like, oh, a different reality from what I expected from the beginning. And then that January of my first year of teaching was when we found out we were pregnant with Ava. So immediately that was a heart change for me and like kind of put a fire in me to be like, I really want to like what I'm doing and have this Mm. figured out. And it kind of made me aware that this mm, isn't it. And so I didn't obviously leave teaching for three more years. Um, But that was kind of when that spark started really quickly. Do you ever miss um, being with students? Or Well, I guess, is that kind of where the workshops were born from? Like, do you still enjoy teaching or like passing on this artistic totally yeah I loved doing workshops it was so cool to be able to like still use that skill and um see the excitement in other people it was also really fun just to be able to create a fun environment that was kind of always the goal definitely like with the mimosas and with the (laughs) just trying to make it like a girl's day that was so fun to plan and create um but yeah definitely got me was let me kind of itch that teacher bug also, which is good. So when someone calls, okay, so someone calls you and says, we really want a mural for our business because you're now doing it in commercial spaces. You Do you do it in people's homes as well or just commercial right now? I do do it in people's homes. I prefer commercial spaces. Um, Oftentimes commercial spaces just have a bigger budget, a bigger wall that they're able to do. and I've done a few in-home ones that I really, they went really well. But there was a part of me that kind of felt like, okay, if this is going to be a stranger's house and I'm going in by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yes, like, crime yeah. junkie. Yes, I do that. Even when I have to like take orders to people, I tell yeah. them, I'm like, okay, Michael, I'm at this address. <laughs> They're real. opening their door. <laughs> And here I am. Yeah, I know. Well, and it's kind of like a personal, I always, because sometimes people will ask me, like, I love to decorate and repurpose stuff in my yes. house. But yeah. when people ask me to do that it's in their private space, like it feels different to me where I can see it in the commercial space. That's like for right the public people. It's got to be like a little bit it's a different. different. Yeah. And also commercial spaces space. have, oftentimes like an established brand, they really Mm -hmm. have a better idea of, you know, what they're looking for. There's more use for, I mean, there's uses for a mural everywhere, but to use it in a commercial space is really, it's almost like I've I've pitched it as like a marketing wall because a lot of Mm -hmm. times you're getting those pictures in front of it, or you're, you know, establishing something about your business for everyone who walks through your doors. So it just, I just enjoy doing it more in those for commercial spaces for sure. And do they usually give you, they sit you down and they say, here's what we're thinking and give you a general idea and you kind of go with it and make it even better? Or or do you come up with the idea? We've, I've done both. A lot of times I would say the 
average customer will come with an idea and then we'll, whether it be a Zoom call or a phone call or emails, whatever is easiest, we go through kind of what they're thinking, colors they're thinking, um, what the feel of their space is. And then I'll send them a mood board to kind of tie that out together. And then with that mood board, I often send a quote and we just kind of, I'm like, that's the mood board helps give a visual to make sure that we're on the same page. And then once we're okay on the mood board, I send them two designs to choose from. And then whichever one they choose, they get two um, revision processes on. And then that's whatever we'd come up with at the end of that. That's what we'll install. I get zero um, uh, peace from painting because I'm not good at it. <laughs> but I have to tell you, if you go, guys go follow Kaylee on Instagram. She'll post, oftentimes she'll post like the sped up time lapse oh, yeah. of of her murals that she does. And I could just sit there I know all day and watch the sped up process. And of course, you know, it's like when you watch HGTV and you're like, it's right. so quick. Like, <laughs> she's going yeah. so quick. Um, but watching it like is so mesmerizing for me. It's fun for me to rewatch it fast too, to see it all come together. I've done the most DMs I ever got, I think was when I did like a sped up. And then right after it, I did the real time and people were like, Oh, my God, <laughs> so long. I'm like, yeah, it's way cooler to watch fast. <laughs> yeah. That's great. The girl that did our mural down here in Texas, yeah. she had to go up at night because it was yeah. taking so long and it was, so, she did it. God bless her. She found out she was like six or seven weeks pregnant while she was doing our mural outside in August in Texas. And our, the way that our building lines up, the wall is just in the direct sun all day until four or 5 PM when the sun sets. And so her and her husband would go up at late at night. He would go with her because crime junkie. Um, (laughs) she would finish and the cops actually came up while she was painting and they were like, what's happening? Like, it looked like she was vandalized in the building and it was this whole, no, no. It's the artist life. Yeah, just living the artist life. That's so funny. One thing about installing murals in public spaces too is there's always a process where it just doesn't look good in the middle. And I'm like, I've done it. It's it's with my jacket. It was with my jackets, my signs, everything. Where it's like, I had this moment of like, oh no. So when I'm I'm painting it, but I know that it comes together. I've done it enough times that now I'm like, okay, no, I know it's going to be fine. But when I'm doing it big scale and people are walking by, I always feel the need to be like, come back. I know. It's going to be so much better because when it's like, we need more layers and this, this is, I'm like, oh my goodness. So that's been interesting. How long did did a jacket take you from start to finish? Um, probably if it was like straight through probably five hours, four or five. Yeah. Wow. It took a long time. I mean, some were more, some were less complicated. Some people would order ones that were just the lettering and that would be really quick. But the, the hard part with the jackets was the denim absorbs so much paint. So mm-hmm. it would just take a lot of layers and like those middle layers were always really tedious. And then the last layer, it would always be so fun because it would really come to life. Um, but uh, yeah, those middle two hours were always kind of like, Oh, the jackets are so cool. And such a cool keepsake. Totally. I wish that had been popular when I got married. Cause it's me too. I mean, I could get me one now. Too. Right. I t- <laughs> totally. I could totally do it. 
please do that. But if I show up in it, Tyler would be like, uh, <laughs> what's that? He'd be like, get out of here with that. Um, okay. So wait, go, go we should ahead, talk. About, well, are we going to talk about your new mural project oh. with, I don't know. Am I jumping shop? ahead? No. Yes. Yes, yes I'm doing my first. I, I love this, the crowdsourcing one, right? Yes, yes. So I am crowdsourcing a mural that I wanted that we're going to be installing at a place called Safe Passage, which is a crisis center local to me in DeKalb, Illinois. Um, they offer free and confidential services to survivors of domestic abuse and sexual assault. So they offer like 24 7 legal advocacy and medical advocacy and housing, long and short term, therapy, counseling, all of the things um, to these survivors. And I'm so inspired, I mean, by what this organization is doing, but even just so in awe of the bravery and the strength of the people who walk through their doors. And so it feels so awesome to get to pour into those people. And I this project also is something that just kind of flowed. I have had the idea for a while of trying to figure out a way to get murals into these spaces where I know the impact would be really beautiful, but they may not have the funds to do it. And so poor Troy listens to a lot of my brainstorming <laughs> ideas, <laughs> but we've been brainstorming this one for a while. And I just one day put it on Instagram of my stories. Like, I think I want to sell shirts and we would put all the profits towards crowdfunding a mural. And if we, you know, fully fund the mural, everything above that can just go straight to them. What do you guys think? And the response was really huge. So it just rolled into it. And the shirts are going to be available when this comes out um, up until Friday the 19th. So from Which we will for today. sure put a link on our Instagram. Yeah. And the shirt itself. So crowdsourcing or crowdfunding is you are asking everyone to buy this shirt so that Right. The, the mural is funded. Um, but what is on the shirt? The shirt is just a design that I created. And so I initially made the design. Actually, it was the idea came when I knew I'd be installing a mural for Jenny. outside, I was like, I need to have like a cool shirt to be wearing while I'm installing this mural. <laughs> so so that's what I designed it for originally. And then... I showed Troy the design. He's like, I think that's pretty cool. I think a lot of people would rock it. So then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do this one. And that's just what it's grown into. But yeah, I love the design too. Yeah, the it's colors. very retro. Yeah. I love like the muted vibes. Like it's just and very, earthy. yes, I love yeah. it so much. So we'll make sure to post that on our Instagram. If you guys are yeah, interested thank you. in supporting and not only Safe Passage, but um, well, it is. It's going to safe passage and all the people that are impacted by that. Make sure yeah. to check out our Instagram and grab yourself a shirt. They're very cute and it's going to something. Thank you. Great. And I love that Thank because you. I think the whole um, premise of it is so beautiful because we're all worthy of beauty, I think. And so yeah. especially, um, I don't know, I, I, you think of like these high society, high class murals, but, mm -hmm. but they, in reality, they bring so much joy and goodness to everybody. And we're all worthy of that. So I just love, I love that you're doing that. Thanks. That all these it's spaces been, need beauty. Yeah. I'm so excited to do it. And, um, it's been a good reminder to me too. Cause there, I mean, 
our world is pretty intense and overwhelming right now. And so part of me felt like, is this the right, I could, I could have spun my wheels for honestly months trying to figure out the right place to give this to, or what's the right cause and all those things. And so I think this has been a good reminder for me to just look for needs in my circle too. And also look Mm -hmm. where I can make an impact and still do what I can and not give into that overwhelm of, oh, well, this won't even put a dent into all the shoes of the world right now. Of course not. But like, don't give into that overwhelm instead, still try and make the impact where I can. So that's what I'm hoping is a good reminder for people being a part of this too. It is because I think goodness and beauty and making a difference doesn't always look like like going overseas and supplying first aid. Like it's like all these little things and how we show up in our world each day. And so I just think that's so cool. Yeah. For people that are leaving such a dark, um, lonely and like unsafe environment for them to go to this nonprofit and that be something that they see that is something uh, with color, you know, like bright Bright. and um, homey. Like I feel like art just makes places homey. Right. And totally what a cool thing. Yeah. To feel kind of like what Jenny was saying, like, I'm worthy of this, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and there are safe passages actually currently running a capital campaign for a brand new building. They're in five different homes in DeKalb right now, kind of on the same block. And so they're doing a big capital campaign to raise money for the new building. They've started the dig, but the mural will be installed at the new building. And so they're thinking about doing it like right when you walk in so that that's kind of the first thing. And I just am so excited to be able to, yeah, bring some some joy. That's that. so cool. And I bet that you're going to, cool. it's going to be very therapeutic for you as well. Totally. Painting. Totally. Um, part of the reason why I wanted to bring Kaylee on our podcast is because she, just like if we had Bethany on a few weeks ago, Kaylee is very open and honest and vulnerable on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Kaylee um, has children who are black and this past year in 2020, obviously worlds were rocked and Kaylee, um, I don't want to put pressure on you that you educated me because I don't want you to Mm -hmm. have to always be in that space, but Kaylee opened my eyes to so much of what a mom um, of black children, but specifically a little black boy goes through in America. And I want to know from you a little bit about what did, like, this is when you started your murals, right? Mm-hmm. Was mural, were, was that therapeutic for you? Did that, um, because you, you felt last year, you felt last year yeah. very deeply and, um, you wrote poems and like other art forms. So yeah. I really saw you just be so vulnerable in like how you were feeling. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was, um, I think my perspective growing up white and raising kids who are not, it makes it, um, it makes it undeniable when there are changes or when there are differences. And at the same time, like as a white person that I'm, seeing differences or understanding things that I didn't before and trying to process that I'm also feeling really intensely like mama bear feelings for my kids in those situations so it was a lot to I mean it still is a lot to try and sift through 
Um, my first, I think my first like moment that felt eye opening to me was actually when my oldest daughter, Ava was two. And I remember I was like delivering a bunch of sign packages and went into the party city right next door to look at Halloween costumes. And at party city, they have this floor to ceiling, huge advertisement of hundreds of costumes. And they have them in pictures, like these little pictures of of boys and girls wearing the costumes. And I'm looking for my daughter for, for a costume for her. And I'm noticing that there is not a single model who looks like her. And this is at the point where I'm like, well, she's starting to like, look at these things. Like she is an Elsa obsessed little girl. And if she doesn't see herself in these pictures, what does that actually mean? And it kind of got me thinking like, well, I've seen myself represented everywhere. What has that, how has that impacted me? And how would the lack of that impact me differently? And that was kind of the first moment of like, I, I mean, I just remember standing in front of that wall crying and like feeling like, oh my gosh, this is something I didn't even know, realize the depth of, of what we're up against. And mm-hmm. representation is something I don't think people ever say is not important, but I think when it's something we've always experienced, it's really hard to pinpoint or understand how important it is. Um, I read a book to TJ a lot that, um, oh my goodness, now I'm, it's by Derek Barnes. I can't think of the title right now. Oh, I am every good thing. And it's an affirmations book. And it talks about like all these things that little boys are and um, all the boys in the, um, book are black, all the color, all the p- pictures, illustrations. And on the back one, every single time I read it, I mean, since he was two, year old, two years old, TJ will say, that's me, mommy, that's me. And so for a kid to recognize that mm-hmm. at two years old, it just feels so obvious that that has an impact. Um, so that was kind of, I think I speak the most about representation because it's what I see at this stage of their childhood. Um, and it's an easy thing that we can, um, apply to our lives. Like it's an easy thing that we can find books to read to our kids that talk about families that look different or cultures that are different. It's an easy thing that our school libraries can make sure that they have that to me is something that I can like, I feel like my voice is pretty strong in, um, But I think over the summer, especially, I just was, mm, I think over the summer, I, I just voiced all of it. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, I just, it was just processing a lot of like, how am I supposed to protect my kids from this? And, and how am I supposed to act like seeing these headlines isn't impacting me or stress or, Mm -hmm. you know making me feel so out of control. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a lot to process and a lot to also figure out what is my voice in this. Also, um, you know, I don't think I'm the one that, that everyone should be necessarily, necessarily listening to because my experience is also the experience of a white person. So I, I don't have the full scope. All I can offer is just showing or just the awareness of of the things that I've had to think about that I never thought about mm-hmm. as a girl growing up. Um, I think well, a I, lot of, I don't know if this yeah. is validation to you, but your, your 
um, your processing on social media really opened my eyes Mm. um, because you face a reality that I will never have to face. And I think that that was, I've always, Jenny can speak to this, but I've always fought for the underdog. I've always Mm -hmm. um, been very bold about speaking for those that are treated differently than me. Um, And that for sure impacted my business in 2020, but it was one of those things where I was like, well, this is worth it. And this is going to happen. But but I also, like you said, like, I don't have a perspective um, to necessarily be in a position of, I can be an ally, I can right. advocate, but advocate, but like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really right. know what it's like. And so putting I, there, you wrote a poem oh. about being a mom. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say it was specifically of a black boy, but maybe it was black children. Um, yeah. Black, I mean, <sighs> It was of black children, but I would say for sure, like headlines with police brutality against black men has been really hard to mm-hmm. process as Junie's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's hard to like have that understanding of um, there's just a lot out of our control and it can be. Yeah, it can be scary. What is ever in our control? I mean, honestly, really nothing. We know that. And right. motherhood definitely makes that very obvious. Um, but yeah, the poem talks a lot about I talked about parenting the three our three kids just kind of like as a dance that I don't know the steps to. And sometimes I would feel like I was in rhythm and we were, you know, I was like able to kind of like black out the rest of the world that summer and just focus on them. And then something or some comment or some headline or some a person in my life would really turn that very easily. And I just felt really unstable and trying to figure out. Um, yeah, I didn't feel like I knew the steps and I wanted to make changes, but I, it was just an overwhelming amount of change needed. And so it's like, which direction do we even start in? And yeah. Well, sometimes when you don't understand or you can't even comprehend what another person is feeling or experiencing when you can step in the role of that person. And like, that's what I did with you, right? Like you explained Mm. your view from being a mom to Mm -hmm. boys and I have all boys, boys and our boys will never ever face the reality that yours does. Right. And so when you step into, when you allowed us to step into that, and I think that that's, I I connected to that poem a lot because Mm -hmm. you, how you say you were mama bear, like we can all, every single mom on this planet can identify from that position. And it really, like, it, it really affected me. It really um, makes you feel. And, and even if you can't understand what they're going through that, it just made you it just for just a second opened my eyes to this is your reality. And yeah. What can I do, Christy? Like, Christina, what can you do to mm-hmm. come alongside this mom and like be there? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's anything. I mean, there's a lot that we can do with our kids to educate them, and, right? Um, teach them, uh, you know, real history and like what. Mm-hmm what they can do to 
um, use their privilege. Right. Mm. But from Jenny and I, I can speak for Jenny because we've had this conversation. Like we are with you and we stand for you and we stand for your kids. Mm. Yes. And I mean, I can just feel from you talking, like it's just beautiful and raw and authentic. And I think that's such a good model for all of us, how as white women, like how do we listen and learn and not, and and say like, we don't know the the steps to this dance, like you were Mm -hmm. saying. And like, Mm -hmm. just, um, I think that's hard for, I think it's unnatural for people to just be like, yeah, I don't know. And lean in instead of like have a defense or an answer or um, that's what I've been trying to practice. And you, you've been very inspiring to me in that. So thank you. And that like, um, maybe it isn't so much having answers. It's leaning in and listening and giving the right people the microphone. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think a lot of it is honestly just uncentering myself from the conversation Mm -hmm. and observing it and seeing, um, you know, where, where can I help and where do I need to just step aside? Um, even as a mom, like there are, we are members of a second Baptist church by us. And I think I'm one of like a handful of white people in the church. And it's been a beautiful thing for our family, both in our faith and culturally feeds the kids. And so, um, there are some really amazing women that I've become really good friends with that have also been able to step in and understand my kids or especially like my girls as they're getting older in ways that I won't be able to. And that's humbling. And I'm so thankful that I have people that like Ava will, I remember one time my friend was over and a friend from church and Ava was like, did you know? I'm the only girl in ballet who's brown skin and I still have to wear the pink tights or whatever. <laughs> and, and like, to me, I'm like, that's so, I'm so glad that you felt like you could say that to Janelle because she is going to understand and be yeah. able to, to talk to you in a way that it's not like I'm not empathizing and agreeing with you that that's not okay. But I also like want you to be able to talk to about it with someone who understands. So I'm so thankful for just the way that I feel like God has put those people in our lives to be able to kind of, step in and teach me and also feed my kids and my family in ways that I'm learning so much from. That's cool. cool. Like you're you're saying something so simple about tights and my head is like, like light bulb, like, wait a minute. Right. They're wearing Yeah. 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 Like that's, those are the kind of things that just, um, shamefully it's, I, like I said earlier, like you always kind of think about those things and think like, oh yeah, like our family doesn't right. view anybody as different. But then last year really put me in my right. place and made me dig and educate myself and um, things like that. Like the pink tights, like right. reading it, you're like, I would have never thought anything right. about that. And so the and fact I that love she's kids sick, so much. <laughs> I know. Yes. They're the like, best. Hello. Why am I wearing the pink Isn't tights? Isn't that weird? Oh, oh I love it. Weird. That is yeah, cool. there are so many things like that that, you know, I'm honestly learning even from the girls, like trying to be proactive, but also trying to follow their lead. Ava, when we were in kindergarten, made a comment about 
wishing that there was someone who looked like her in her classroom. So that was not something I would have thought to like specifically advocate for, but I did. And I know that this year we were homeschooled last year, but this year, like they're Gracie and Ava are both placed in classrooms with multiple other girls who are look more like them. And they both commented on it and both said like, yeah, I love how she does her braids. And I want to get out. Can you do my curls? Like rice, like all those things are like, I, I wouldn't have thought I see the importance. It's so obvious when I see it. Um, but yeah, it's been an experience of those eye opening moments of like, yeah, I do it. That's you're right. We need to make sure that happens. Do your, do your kids, um, hang around while you do your art? Yeah, they do. And they don't, it depends on, <laughs> I mean, it depends on what zone I'm in. I can, mm-hmm. I can be in a zone where like, yes, like we could come in and hang out. You can paint by me or whatever. And then other times I'm like, I just need this to be my own space, but they do like to paint by me. Gracie Moore. Gracie loves to do. She, I got her a little book of drawing flowers, kind of like the ones that I draw. And she loves doing that with me. Aww. You're not um, alone in that. Some days I'm like, sure, you can come in my office. And the other days I'm like, do not open that no, door. No kids home. <laughs> oh, you guys, you'll get to a day where you're like, come in and hang out with sure. me. And they're like, we don't want to hang out. No. No. Um, Jenny sent our family a text last week of her group chat with her kit. She has her three boys on a group chat and you see her say, does anybody want to come sit outside with me? Like three days in a row. (laughs) Three days. So it shows you the day three days ago. Nobody answered. So then there's another text. Hey, does anybody want to come sit outside with me? And that was three days later. No answer. And then you see her. It's from today. It's like, does anybody want to come sit outside with me? And there's a response. Nope. No. Oh, that's my life. So I'm kind of starting to get that to that phase where um, my kids are at school all day. And so I'll go run an errand or something after school to Target. Let's just say to Target. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, does anybody want to go with me? Where I used to, Tyler would come home from work and I'd be like, I'm going in the car. I will be back in four hours. Like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, So it's funny to be at that stage where I'm now like, does anybody want to go with me? And they're like, all of them are like, no. And I'm like, but I'll get you dinner. (laughs) We can make it fun. (laughs) So. I know it is. So my office is still my office. I can't, you guys know my ADD issues. If they're in here. Right. It can only happen when it's like a very low key project that I'm working on or like the first code or something that I'm like, can start (laughs) and stop. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So do you ever, do you ever do jackets upon request or is that like you're done? You're burnt out from that. Yeah. I've closed that for now. I find that when I, say yes to those projects. I'm always excited to do it when I say yes. And then it piles up and it feels mm-hmm. like, shoot, I, it, it feels like something that's taking away from what I'm really trying to focus on, which is murals right now. So I did have to close the door. I think I learned, I, have you ever read the book, The Best Yes? No, but you no, have a sound boundaries. Great. I know. So I, I was like, like I need boundaries. Boundaries. this oh, is a good book. It talks what is it about, called? Well, the best. Yes. I'm not. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll have to text you what the authors, um, who the author is, but it's about, she explains like saying yes to something as saying no to something else. And that has really mm. stuck with me. And so when I think about like, okay, I want to say yes to this, but then what would that be a no to, or what could that 
feel like down the road, that's kind of helpful for me to be like, I need to say yeah, no to this. That's good. That is, that's really yeah. helpful. Um, yeah. Okay, so before, before we head out, let's tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram. Sure. Kaylee Rohr, K-A-I-L-E-Y-R-O-R-E-R. Lots of R's. That's my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. If they would like, you don't travel yet for murals, right? You're not traveling. I, ha- I am open to traveling. The okay. farthest I've done is I've done one out of state in Wisconsin, um, but I am open to traveling. We just have obviously see if Figure it would work with out. everyone's schedule. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay, so she is open to traveling people. Yes, Texas. Um, and, I, yeah, and I was just going to say, I will say having a mural attached to your business is a very good idea. I love yeah. the people will stop on our off hours and take pictures and tag us. And I love that it's a, um, you know, it's one of those things that people, it's like, like you said in the beginning, it's marketing in a way. Right. Yeah. It's your name out there. Um, so they can contact you via Instagram. Yep. Right. Yeah. And all then, my information's there. So perfect. And you can see her, um, time lapses that we were yes. talking about. <laughs> um, you can see all of her amazing murals that she's done. Um, but also you'll be able to find her t-shirts to yep. grab for the safe passage nonprofit. So make sure yes. to go check that out. We will also have that at our Instagram at underscore small business sisters. And, um, Kaylee, we're just so happy you came on today and thanks yeah. for sharing your heart with us and how your business has started. And I hope that people will um, feel connected to your story a bit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you thanks, so much Katie. for having me. <laughs> Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at, at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.